0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
2: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder.
4: it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked
0: Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9.
4: Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the
0: Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
6: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm brought to you by Farmers at Farmers. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything when it's game time. Have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We
6: are Farmers. Bum,
5: bum, 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 bum. Uh, one of the best coaches, just basketball coaches in the country, is Dana Altman. His Oregon Ducks just won the Pac 12 tournament after what I would think would be a relatively disappointing uh, regular season for the most part. Suddenly, at the end of the year, in spite of the fact that they lost their star freshman Bull Bull for the entire season, they figured it out and played far and away their best basketball of the year. How'd they do it? Well, ask Dana Altman. He's going to join us upcoming in 15 minutes. Peter Vesey is going to join us next hour. Longtime NBA insider. His story, which, of course, has made the rounds, is that Doc Rivers might be the next head coach of the L.A. Lakers. Chris Haynes will join us, another NBA insider from Yahoo Sports, and Tom Berducci will join us in the third and final hour of the show, and we'll talk about what I want to talk about to start the show, which is Mike Trout. Now, full disclosure, Ryan Music and I, I believe, are the first and only Angel fans in the history of national sports radio. And also, full disclosure, I live very in in a similar area Um, proximity-wise, not neighborhood, to where Mike Trout lives. Some of the restaurants that I've been in, I've seen him and his wife and his buddies in. And one of the great misconceptions of Mike Trout is that he wasn't making anything right now. And the Angels um, tore up his deal before it could have reached arbitration. And he actually makes $32 million this year. And of course, by now, I'm sure you've heard The new 12-year extension will pay him a whopping and record-setting $430 million. And so, wow. And and while, look, I've never been a proponent of long-term deals, and I don't love the Bryce Harper long-term deal, more for Bryce Harper, actually, considering what was reportedly offered to him by the LA Dodgers, which is in the in the low 40s per year for four years guaranteed like dude that's enough money and you'd still be on this side of 30 and you could still get another deal but but the threat of losing trout was real because well he's from jersey grew up a yankees fan and a philly sports fan and so you have the phillies who have their own network have deep deep pockets and they position themselves with Bryce Harper to still have money to throw at Mike Trout. That was that was not a bluff. They were coming at Trout. And the Yankees are in position to go after Trout. And we haven't even thought about the possibility of the Red Sox, who have been willing to spend whatever it takes. Mike Trout is, without anybody's question, the best player in the sport. And that's what the best player in the sport commands if he signs a contract that takes him through his prime years and off into the sunset. I don't think there was a hometown discount. I do think there was some negotiating that could have taken place, but whatever it is, Mike Trout's an angel. And when you consider the fact, again, this is while most of those deals don't make sense, right? Like for the Phillies, they were kind of already on the path to being good, right? They, they already, they have some talented young players. They do and you feel like they're not that far away. I'm not sure that that Bryce Harper puts them over the hump, but they're not that far away. Right? Um and the Phillies have they have a stadium which is uh, is it's not brand new, but it's not old and they make a ton of money on it. They have a TV network that they make a ton of money on. The Yankees of course have the YES network which was uh, just sold and then repurchased, and they make gobs and gobs of money. They already have their new stadium. The Red Sox aren't moving. They already have Nesson. They already make money. The Angels don't really have the same ability. They don't own their own TV network as of yet, although my guess would be they buy, they buy part of Fox Sports West and turn into the Angels network. Right now, it's more of a partnership deal that they make money on, but it's not what the Do- they don't have what the Dodgers have. And they don't have a stadium that the Dodgers have. The Angels have to overpay even for a hometown kid because the threat of losing him to Philly or New York is real. And the only way in which they'll get a new stadium is if they have Mike Trout. And the only way in which anybody will ever pay a penny to watch their games on their own network is if they have Mike Trout. So while these deals traditionally don't live up to their value. And we see, even with the Angels, Albert Pujols playing way past his prime, playing for way too much money. The fact is that this deal is signed well before Albert Pujols signed his deal. And because of the financial uh, issues in front of the Angels, look, you can't go to Anaheim and to Long Beach and to Tustin. These are uh, uh, different cities in Southern California and say, hey, build me a $500 million brand new stadium. You can't do that unless they say why. Why would I do that? And your answer has to be: We got Mike Trout, right? Like Andrew Haney is supposed to be the opening day starter for the Angels. I don't know how many of you know this. Oklahoma State guy, great dude. Um, and he he's a year removed from Tommy John surgery, and he's had elbow issues, uh, elbow discomfort in spring training. Like they signed Matt Harvey, who is trying to recapture the luster of his career. They are not they're not where the the Nationals are. They're not where the Yankees are. They're not where the Dodgers are. They're not where the Red Sox are. And so you can't even sell him on they don't have the farm system even of the Padres where you can tell Manny Machado, "Hey man, this year might be a little bit rough, but help is on the way." That's not what the the Angels are not there. They're just kind of a Team that that honestly has overachieved based upon the litany of injuries. Basically any starter they had over the last two years had some sort of injury. It's crazy. So normally I'll sit here and it's not because it's my team. It's because Trout had him over a barrel. Had him over a barrel. He'd done everything the right way. And with the exception of, I think it was not last year, the year before, where he had, he only played like 114 games. He plays usually 150 some odd games. He's without any question the best player in baseball. And oh, yeah, by the way, he's getting better. The way in which he plays baseball fits for 2019 and even longer. And the sale from the Yankees, the Red Sox, the, the Nationals, the the Phillies, the Dodgers is not just, hey, you can move back to the East Coast or to a bigger team in L.A., but we we have our own network, and and oh yeah, but we have a better team. The Angels have none of this. So they had to pay the best player in the sport above any sort of market rate. And believe it or not, believe it or not, Um, I actually think it's a really good deal
6: for the Angels. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Everyone knows that Luke Walton is dead man walking, right? Like no one's, I don't even know if you go in there and go like, hey, what do you think? We coming back next year? Like, no, it's, we know it's over. He'll get another job. They'll get another coach. Who would that coach be? It's not as easy as, well, you just go find the right coach. The, the problem if you hire Ty Lue is the perception around the NBA is LeBron's running things. The problem if you hire Mark Jackson is that Mark Jackson is or was rep by Clutch Sports. Again, LeBron and Clutch Sports is running things. We talked about this last week, which the, the next hire is really important for Jeannie Buss. She has to hire a good coach. She has to hire somebody that LeBron respects, Something that can do the job as well. It's not just about respect, but you got to be able to do the job. On the other hand, there has to be, there's a perception to it. This is from Peter Vesey's online uh, subscription service called the Patron. Patron. If Doc Rivers wants the Lakers job, he can have it, states someone who would know. Quote, Magic really likes him. Rivers would be the first head coach In LeBron's 16-year NBA career, he couldn't undermine or disrespect without suffering permanent legacy impairment. Would Rivers earnestly consider leaving a rebuilt playoff team with three starters who are, again, this is from Peter Vesey's service, 22, 22, and 20, and enough cap space July 1st to entice two free agents, maybe KD, maybe Kawhi Leonard, maybe Jimmy Butler, and an owner who won't faintly uh, flinch to shell it out. Of course he would. Rivers currently makes $10 million, and no one would be, again, this is from Peter Vesey, would be slightly impressed if Balmer's proposition would be worth $60 million for four. So the Lakers who... They haven't been cheap on players, but they've never really been huge spenders on a coach. Would they go and steal Doc Rivers from across the street from the same arena? And the answer is, yeah, because it's an ultimate FU to the Clippers, right? I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's some leaked documents where the Lakers actually have laughed at Steve Ballmer's uh, Steve Ballmer trying to get a new arena, his own arena in Inglewood. Like, they they... there's an arrogance there to the Lakers and some of it rightfully so some of it not rightfully so the Lakers are the Yankees and the Clippers aren't even up to the Mets on the other hand Steve Ballmer does have deep 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 pockets and he might pay whatever but I think it's a fascinating look at the inner workings of a very difficult decision for the Lakers how do you get somebody who can coach but more than anything, can own the room with LeBron in the room. There's the catch-22 to coaching in the NBA. In order to win an NBA championship, the players must respect the head coach. On the other hand, part of the catch-22 is in order to have the players respect the head coach, he has to have won a championship. And therein lies why it's Doc Rivers, or maybe no other current NBA uh, or a uh, current or former head coach. Right? Phil Jackson uh, said that LeBron and his his posse were a no go. Plus, Phil Jackson and the Lakers that ship appears to have sailed. Right? He and Genie aren't together anymore. He didn't want to coach every day. I, yeah, the, the the triangle is a tough sale, and LeBron's not a triangle player. Like all of these things don't seem to work. So, where else do you go? Who else has won a championship that's out there? Greg Popovich is close to retiring and um, LeBron chose to not even engage in San Antonio. Plus, Popovich's whole thing. The first thing is, you want to play for me? Get over yourself. Do you really think LeBron is over himself? Like, that's not happening. Eric Spolster is not leaving Miami. Pat Riley's not coaching anytime soon. The only guy available that has the respect of the room is Doc Rivers. And he just happens to coach across the street. Otherwise, you got to turn to a college
6: coach. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
5: And if you go to the Patreon.com slash Peter Vesey, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Peter Vesey. Subscription is five bucks a month, right? Like that's one cup of Starbucks coffee. And you get all the insight and information you could possibly need on what's really going on in the NBA. And Peter Vessey's kind enough to spend some time with us here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Peter, let's start with the headline that everybody's taking from your last piece and running with the possibility of Doc Rivers to the LA Lakers. How do you think this thing plays out? Because my guess would be, it's not like the Lakers don't know they're going to make a coaching change, and if they want Doc Rivers, it's not like the Lakers in the past haven't uh, haven't talked about things before they happen. What's your sense of how this plays out?
6: <laughs> you mean you mean they tampered before? Is that what he's trying to say?
5: Well, it's just conversations. Conversations.
6: <laughs> they can't. They can't do that. I mean, <laughs> I mean if they get caught again. <laughs> they'll they'll end up losing a, a first-round draft pick or something or suspensions for genie bus. That would be how, – how great would that be? But um, I uh, – you know, again, the operative word is possibility, and I just laid it out there. It's amazing to read what some people uh, say afterward, you know, like, you know, <laughs> so – so uh, adamant, hey, he's not going anywhere. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. I said maybe maybe you ought to read the story first. And, but but we're, we're used to people not reading; they just react. Uh, I take it back; they overreact. So my my impression is that because I do know, and, I, and I, as I wrote, that he's always wanted to coach the Lakers or the Knicks. He's not getting any younger, and yeah, so. Lakers, the Lakers are down, and uh, but they both have great cap room, the Clippers and the Lakers, and uh, the Lakers, yeah, they both have good young players. So I, I, I'm going to guess, take an educated guess, and say that he takes the job with the Lakers, if uh, you know when the time comes when when the Clippers are eliminated and the Lakers are allowed to speak to him, whatever. Whatever date that is, Uh, you know. Again, I read that. uh, Well, oh, you know, the Clippers have him locked in for next year. Well, they don't. They don't have him locked in. It's his option, and he can uh, he can decide. And um, you know, certainly, you know, Bamba's. I'm I'm told by everyone in that organization what what a great guy he is. Um, You know, I'll find out if I ever meet him, and you know, ask him to buy me a house. That you know, now I'll find how great that guy he is. But but I. uh, you know he'll, he's going to do what it takes to keep him. You know there was so much, not speculation. There, there was so many people around the team last year, last summer, that were saying that he was going to let Doc go with one year on his contract. And uh, there were there were you know very very uh, you know both sides were you know were very strong, and Obama decided he liked Doc. He thought he did a great job last year, which he did. And so he gave him this extra year, but he gave him the option. So um, he still likes him. He still loves him. Yeah, and, he, and Doc had another great year. And so, you know, there we are.
5: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, it is interesting because, you know, Lakers are a little bit between a rock and a hard place, right? Like you have to bring in somebody that LeBron respects, On the other hand, you can't bring in somebody that you know Ty Lue. It would feel like LeBron's running the joint, and Mark Jackson, a guy who uh, rep by Clutch Sports, and and you know he's Uh,
6: first of all, first of all, he's not rep by Clutch Sports. He's not. He doesn't even have an agent. But but um, listen, Mark Jackson be be a great a great pull for the Lakers. LeBron respects him. You you said the key word. Uh, He certainly respects Doc. And uh, you know, Mark Mark Jackson would be a a great a great hire. Um, So to me, to me, it's those. It's not going to be Ty Ty Lue. Uh, I don't believe it'll be Jason Kidd or anybody else. If if Rivers turns it down, Um, to me, it's it's uh, it, it would be Mark.
5: Uh, that's the voice of Peter Vesey. The Patreon is, is his site. You can go, you pay five bucks a month, you can get all the insight you want on the NBA. What about Kevin Durant? People have, are really struggling to pin down what he's going to do. What have you heard is the, and I know it's a fluid situation, what's the state yeah. of Kevin Durant in, in Golden State?
6: Well, as I wrote the other night, you know, the other day, I had a lot of info in that column. Um, I, I do not believe he'll return to the Warriors and uh so so where will he go you know a couple people tell me that he doesn't want to leave california and that makes sense so it would either be the clippers or, or the lakers i don't see him going with lebron because then he'll same people that, that accused him of joining you know a, a championship team you know just to get a just to get his ring now he's going to join you know uh, you know a player an all-time great player and he's not going to get the credit either i think I think wherever he does go he'll want his own team. Uh that could very well be the Clippers. Um uh, I believe Kyrie, I'm sorry, uh, I believe Kwai, get that mixed up all the time. Kwai and Kyrie. Somebody ought to do something about that. Um I think I think Kyrie's going to be there. Uh, Kwai is going to be there. Kwai Leonard. And so they'd make they'd make a great combination and um and he'd have his own team and he'd have his city. You know they're like it's like in New York. If he went to Brooklyn, which I have heard that also as a poss- distinct possibility, um, he'd have his city because they could they could just knock the knock the Knicks off the map with him. Um, you know, and I have said this. You know, a lot of people think he's going to the Knicks. I, I just I just don't see it because the team is not ready to win. So, you know, what if they get what if they get Williamson? They get another you know uh, free agent uh, of consequence. Uh, it's still, in its infancy, um, I, I, I'm not so sure he'll want to go through, you know, the torture of, of trying to win in New York. Uh, but having said that, you know, New York media is not what it used to be. It, the world has changed. The New York Times doesn't even cover the Knicks anymore. <laughs> it's like They use AP, you know. You know the post. The post is uh, you know when I left when I left as the NBA columnist for thirty five years or so, they never replaced me, and so they the, all they do is uh, you know they, they're not tough. They, they're one or two guys are tough. The news is like, do they even have a sports section anymore? So yeah, but it's still it, it it's still there?
5: I understand, but it's still New York. It's still, I mean, we saw yeah. Jeremy Lin a couple. It, it's still, and, and he doesn't, like, look, in Golden State, he's, he, you know, he, it's not like you're covered with great ferocity in Golden State. And even then he struggles with the media. So I totally get it. Yes. Like, I'm just not sure those guys are wired know. for that, that type of attention.
6: No, he, he, he does struggle with it. I, he and I talked about it recently. Right after he went on his tirade, he came into Phoenix, where I'm, where I'm living now. And, you know, we talked about it. But, but uh, he is sensitive. But I applaud him for answering people. Say, what you, say what's on your mind. I, I love that he does that. And I told him so. Uh, Just don't do it when I write something bad. But I, I um you know, my point in New York is that, right, it doesn't matter. It is New York, And it, but it, it doesn't matter where he plays, you know, a, a big city anyway, that you're going to have the same coverage because you've got all, you know, ESPN and you've got, you know, Fox and you've got everybody covering it big time, everything you do, social media is covered, it doesn't matter where you go anymore, you're under that microscope, and so, yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, that New York doesn't have the media that it once had, you know, I told I told, you know, Duran, so the good thing if you go to New York is that I'm not writing there anymore so you're, you're way ahead of the game
5: Peter Vesey joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio you, you mentioned Kyrie what's amiss with the, with the, the Celtics, like they it feels like they should be better, and for whatever reason, there's an amount of dysfunction there. I mean, like, look, surface-wise, you're like, well, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie without Gordon Hayward. Um, is, it, is it Kyrie struggling to be a leader? Is it too much asked of Gordon Hayward, who's not the same, and some jealousy there over how many opportunities he gets, even though he hasn't shown the ability to consistently live up to the reputation? What, what What's amiss with the Celtics?
6: Well, again, last year, last year, everything broke you know, unbelievably well for them when when Haywood uh, and, and Kyrie went down with injuries. So those young guys, they 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 became you know real players in the league, uh, leading leading players. Took them took them to the uh, you know almost got into the finals that team. So now you got two stars who were making all the money and coming back, and one of them is wasn't ready by any stretch. And to me, he's still not exactly right. And so. You know, a friend of mine said the other day, maybe they should, you know, shut Haywood down. Well, I don't see that happening. But minutes, minutes are important. And, um, you know, he might be taking minutes from someone. Can they run with him the way they should? I heard an interview the other day, Brown, uh, after a game, you know, he was asked, you know, so, so you know, why'd you play so well today? And he, he kind of laid it all out there. He said, you know, when we run, you know, the ball moves and it's shared. To me, that was all. You didn't have to say anymore. I knew what he was saying. Right. You know? So, yeah, when you, when you get in the half court and, and Kyrie, Kyrie does his uh, Carmelo Anthony you know, impersonation of, you know, over-dribbling, and, you know, even LeBron over-dribbling. I hate, hate watching this. Imagine how it is to play with those guys, as great as they are. You don't know where to go. And to me, there's a lot of that with the Warriors, too. You know, people talk about how you know, her did such a great job of like, getting them to share the ball and ball moves and stuff like that. He didn't do anything Mark Jackson didn't, didn't do there. People people just, you know, they, they believe everything that management tells them, so that's what they write. But um, there's a lot of that going on, and I think that's a lot, a big reason why Durant is, is unhappy there is that the, the ball doesn't move. They're taking turns. You know, Curry, Curry will take five turns, and then Durant will take five turns, and Clay wants to get involved. He's, he's shooting more than ever uh, and take, dribbling it more than ever. You know, the other night, the other day on ABC, he talked about not getting recognition as a defensive player. I, I see a big chip on his shoulder, yeah. and, I know that, and I know that he said many times he doesn't want to leave, he wants to stay there and all that, but I see something happening there. I see win or lose this team – we may never see this team again. Yep. Curry will yep. be back. I, I, don't, I don't think Draymond Green will be back. I don't think they want him back. I'm not so sure Curry will be back. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could be it could be a huge shake up there. And um, going into a new arena, you know, they can, they can replace some of these guys. I don't, know, I don't think Cousins is going to stay. I mean, he could.
5: No, but, Cousins doesn't you know. stay, and then KD doesn't stay. And and, and Clay and, and, and Steph are, are the last two of the Mohicans. We see what they build around them. Uh, Peter. Yeah. P- Peter 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 King from the pa- the Patreon is the site. Uh, you don't can Call
6: me, don't call me Peter King again. Did I do
5: that again? You know, Damn it. What am yeah, I doing? You
6: know You know that he was at Newsday, you know, as a young guy coming up when I was uh, when I was in my prime at the Post. So um, we really I'm, I'm much older than Peter King.
5: I didn't know that. Peter Peter Vessi. So you go to, to patreon.com slash Peter Vesey. Five bucks a month. You get everything you need to know uh, subscribing to find out what's going on in the NBA. He did give us a little bit of a cheat sheet uh, by joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Peter, thanks so much for joining us.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You can
5: read Tom Verducci's work in Sports Illustrated and SI.com plus MLB Network is airing live spring training baseball every day through next Tuesday. And the reason we're talking to Tom Verducci is because apparently the age of collusion lasted all of like a month. And now it's the age of, uh, the age of extravagance. Mike Trout today was announced that he... Uh, I think Jeff Passan, now of ESPN, broke the story that he's going to sign a 12-year, $430 million extension to stay with the Angels. And, Tom, I'm I'm wondering what your reaction was, not necessarily to Trout extending and staying, but to the overall dollar figure.
8: It's a bargain. I mean, I know it's hard to say that. The number is probably at about 426. They essentially, you know, he's under contract for two more years, so they added uh 10 years at 36 million a year that is a bargain for the guy who is by far and i mean by far the best player in baseball you know his average annual value is only 4% greater than Zach greinke and he signed greinke signed that contract as a 31 year old starting pitcher they essentially the angels essentially said mike we have you for the next 2 years how about we give you the contracts that machado and harper signed for and he said oh okay i like it here i'll take the money Neat and clean, no opt-outs, you know, no messy escalator clauses or anything like that. It was a bargain a deal. And the Angels got a bargain the last time they signed Mike to an extension. So, you know, as it works out, uh, listen, nobody's going to feel sorry for him, right? He's going to be the first half-a-billion-dollar player in the history of Major League Baseball, career earnings we're talking about. And he's got over $500 million without ever getting on the free agent market. 200-value uh, deals, I, it, it tells you, Doug. Just how darn good this guy is. I mean, when you look at comps, it's not Machado, it's not Harper. They're not close to him. You know, it's people like Ty Cobb and Mickey Mantle, people who are dead in, in Cooperstown. Those are his comps.
5: No question, and I, I think the timing is important for the Angels. They're trying to get a new stadium. They they don't have their own TV network, and they know that they're not going to be like they don't know who their starting pitcher is opening day, right? They wanted to be Andrew Haney, and he's had he's had arm issues. And they've had almost every pitcher in their rotation have arm issues over the last two years, and so you can't you can't sell hope. You can't say, "Well, look, we're we're the Padres. We got a farm system," and they know they gonna be. They would have fought off the Yankees. They would have had to fight off the Nationals, the Dodgers, the the Phillies, maybe the Red Sox. So it was it was paramount to them to get this done early and get this done quickly. No.
8: Well, you're right this is this is a huge year for the Angels, and from a business point of view, and obviously from a baseball point of view to know that Mike Trout is going to be there for twelve years now. I mean, who doesn't like that if you're an Angels fan? but yeah, in terms of ballpark, you know, television revenues, there's a lot that's going to be decided soon, and this is a critical year for the angels. So um you know, listen, again, starting with when you have got Mike Trout locked up and he, you never had to get into an auction with the Yankees or the Phillies or the Dodgers or whoever else. That is a massive win for the Angels, but remember this, Doug. A lot of people didn't necessarily love Mike Trout coming out of high school, right? He was 17 years old, young for his grade, coming out of Millville, New Jersey, you know, the short spring seasons didn't play a lot of the, you know, showcase high-profile events around the country like a lot of people do now. A lot of teams didn't like him. In fact, 22 teams, 22 teams passed on Mike Trout in the draft. The Angels took him, uh, and I... I believe, well, I know this because Mike has told me this, he has never forgotten that the Angels reached out, committed to him, and they've grown into essentially a family. I know that sounds corny, but it meant something to Mike Trout, who was in the draft room that day waiting, like in the NFL green room, waiting for his name to be called, and it was a long time. At 25 picks, 22 teams passed, and when he got picked, I think that's something that resonates today with Mike Trout.
5: Tom Verducci joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. That said, they're not really going to be competitors or expected to be competitors this year. A team that is, is the Dodgers, and we were trying to figure out, like, there, like their pitching staff is a mess. It's a, <laughs> it's a mess. How do, they, how do the Dodgers fix this?
8: Well, here's what you have to do, Doug. You have to think about everything you know about baseball teams and how you value them going into a season and throw it in a garbage can. Because that's what the Dodgers do. I mean, remember, we always said, well, who are their starting five pitchers? That team's got a good five. I think they're going to be a playoff team. Dodgers don't work that way. You know, they work from an inventory of about 17 pitchers who are going to be up and back and forth and in and out of the rotation and the roster. And they've got coverage. for. So they like guys to pitch maybe 20 starts instead of the 30 starts and 200 innings. So I actually think they're covered. They're really thrilled with the way Julio Arias is throwing the ball in spring training. I mean, if you saw him last year in the postseason, you know, he barely pitched last year because he was hurt. But uh, he's got electric stuff, and they're really encouraged by the way he's thrown. And I'm telling you, Walker Bueller. I mean, I know you watched the World Series last year. You can't miss the kid's arm. He's the next big thing in baseball. He's the closest thing I've seen to Justin Verlander. Now, he's not Verlander yet. You know, he's still very young, but in terms of stuff and attitude on the mound – uh, this is going to be a big-time pitcher this year for the Dodgers.
5: Uh, and then Bryce Harper is now in, uh, in Philadelphia. Um, what about what he leaves behind in Washington? Because name-wise, they still have an unbelievable pitching staff, and they've been really, really close. Um, what's the sense in Washington now with, with, the Bryce, with the Bryce Harper story no longer part of their conversation?
8: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, they think they're well-positioned, as you said. They certainly, you know, when they you go into a series and you're going to see Scherzer and Corbin and Strasburg, I mean, good luck getting a couple of hits in the three-game series. So they can still shut people down with their starting pitching. And they are a fairly deep team. But, I, Doug, I think, listen, I think they're going to miss Harper. Even though Harper didn't have a huge last year last year, he had a nice second half. Um, but there's something about when you have that big guy in the middle of your lineup, right? He's the fulcrum of the lineup. He's the fulcrum of attention. You know, he allows other people to just kind of skate through without being accountable on a daily basis. I can't, they can't help but miss Bryce Harper. He's a guy who hits home runs and he walks. You know, pitchers still respected Bryce even when he was hitting 214 at the brace, break last year. I, you know, I know they're saying they've moved on. And, they've, and listen, they've got a good team. The the NL East is a beast. They got four teams that are probably within three games of one another. Um, but I, I'm a little skeptical about Washington just, you know, picking up and and oh, Bryce Harper's not here, we're all good.
5: And then there's the Yankees, um, who still, you know, bargain basement. They get to what? What do you pay Aaron Judge eventually if you're the New York Yankees? <laughs>
8: Oh, man. Well, that's a part of the problem. If It is a problem with the Trout contract, Doug, because he's the best player in baseball, and I love Aaron Judge. To me, he's in the top five in all of baseball, but again, Mike Trout is the best player. Now, he set the bar not very high, so how do you go in and ask for more than $36 million a year? How do you go into whoever you are, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, go to your team and say, I want to be paid more than Mike Trout? I mean, you can ask for it, but the comeback is simple for a team. You're not Mike Trout. Nobody is. So, you know, it's a little bit different for Judge, too, because, you know, he's, he's older. As he's a guy who played college baseball, so he's not going to be looking at the length that Trout got here with 12 years. Uh, but if you've caught even a snippet of Aaron Judge this spring, Doug, I'm telling you, you know he's good. We saw the monster season two years ago last year that, you know, broke the wrist and his numbers suffered a little bit. But, uh, Matt, this guy—he's my MVP pick for this season. He has just gone full-on monster so far. I know it's spring training, but he looks terrific.
5: Tom, I can't wait till uh, till uh, what was it? Twenty eighth is, is opening day. Should be super excited, and obviously for the next uh, for the next millennium, millennial millennium. Excuse me, we will see Mike Trout in an Angel uniform. Appreciate you joining us on what's a historic day. Getting ready for a big season in baseball. Thanks so much for your time.
8: Hey man, thanks, Doug. Always a pleasure.
5: All right, that's Tom Verducci. Check him out. SI.com. Follow him on Twitter. Of course, covers it for Fox Sports and the MLB Network.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
2: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder.